God of the universe, maker of the stars, who am I that you would know my name? Welcome back to Life on Purpose, episode number 49. And uh, gentlemen, I've got a scenario to put out to you tonight, and just to get your comments on it, I'd like you to consider for a few moments that uh, 10, 15 years ago or so, your parents were allowed to make Aliyah, move to Israel, become citizens of the state of Israel. What that would have done for you is put you in line for mandatory 30 months plus of military service if you had have had if you have sisters uh, they would have been also in line for 24 months plus of military service but after serving that time you would have gone on reserves during that time you would be going to the field once in a while to to train but during the last few weeks you would have gotten a phone call to show up and right now I would be doing this program by myself mm -hmm. because all three of you would either be on the lines in Gaza on the Northern border with Lebanon, with Syria. You would not have bought a mobile home in the process of all of this. You would not have moved into a camper mm -hmm. into a fifth wheel because neither one of them would have had bomb shelters. You would have moved into a house, an apartment. And as you were away from your home, with every rocket going out of Gaza or off the northern border with Syria and Lebanon, you would have thought to yourself about your family, your wife, your children, who would have had somewhere between 10 seconds and a minute and a half, no matter where they were, to get into a bomb shelter. The interesting thing is, that as soon as I got off of this program by myself tonight, you would be expecting that myself, other men my age, would take up uh, probably antiquated firearms and would be walking around the communities that your wives, your families were living in, expecting me and those men like me to protect them because you would not be there. That is the scenario that many Jewish men and women are living out tonight. I hand it over to you. Wow. Way to put a perspective change. <laughs> because uh, if you haven't done so, downloading that Red Alert app really does give you just a glimpse mm -hmm. of uh, every day. And I would have it in and it going off, have it by my bed at night, and it's just just going off like crazy. There's some nights, just a couple nights ago, it seemed like it was just going absolutely nuts. Uh, and I'd have to position it so I could just still make it some sleep. 
Two rockets went like, off while I was giving that scenario. Yeah, I know that my phone was just going nuts. <laughs> I was just looking at it when you looked over. I just looked at it. I just saw it. Yeah. And uh, it made me realize, I was like, and I would be like, oh, I got to turn that off because I would. I was expecting alarm you in my groggy mind. And it immediately took me to like what you just said. But if you were over there, you couldn't just turn that off. That was your, what if that night was your last night if you didn't wake up? Or you you ran to a bomb shelter that moment. What, like, cause I, I, I'm learning, I'm learning Nate, I'm learning cities over there. Cause I keep seeing them over and over and over and over again. And here's like, Oh my gosh, every time that going off, they're doing, they have to move. Um, it's definitely different. Cause I remember the, I can't remember what that was. You said it was a 2012 <laughs> or something like that. When this happened last time, when I first did, or I can't remember. It was last time when we saw a lot of rockets, it was only a few years ago. It seemed and it was definitely going off, but not like this. This is yeah. totally different. And it just keeps escalating. It keeps escalating. Yeah, um, yeah but what a, what a perspective change you're saying that. I think that a lot of times we don't realize that if things had turned out differently, we'd be over there. And what would that look like? Um, Daniel, Ryan? Yeah, I think um, something interesting that... Uh, Ben Shapiro said, was that one of the grave mistakes that the United States made was not perpetually playing a loop of images from 9-11. Um, because evil, evil does not sleep. It only rests for a while until it comes back. And especially for, for my generation, you know, I was, I was heaven when that happened. Mm -hmm. And so you know, I, I know about it, you know, I know the stories and these kind of things and seen some of the movies and documentaries, all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's, it's different than being an adult watching it happen and understanding more of evil. And so I thought that was a very interesting point he made because when you don't see evil, you start to believe it doesn't exist. You know, we know that evil exists in a spiritual realm, but it is very easy to forget. And I think I have forgotten that that evil is physical as well. And the reason I'm kind of going this way is because I've had many conversations with several different people over the years of, you know, what would you do in this scenario? You know, because we talk about, talk about guns, we talk about self-defense, all these kind of things. Um, you know, all these scenarios of like, what if the, the American government came and it started to, and, and all these scenarios are totally different. And the, the question comes up of, you know, the commandment, do not murder. And so it just how Yeshua taught us to pray for our enemies and, and to love our enemies and just trying to piece all that together over the years, it's, it becomes way different once you see something like this happen, mm. it puts a new perspective on it because you can't treat every, every situation the same, even theoretical ones. They just, they do not line up. And, and this kind of thing is, I don't know. I, I keep going back to it that I have not seen with my eyes, the kind of evil blatant 100% unadulterated evil that we have seen in the last weeks 
And so, you know, these are, these are things that I've been thinking about, you know, what, what does this look like? You know, what if I was over there, you know, it's, it's just a total perspective shift because it just becomes different once you really understand what evil looks like, that it has a face, that it has a name. And so, I don't know. Right. Hmm. You asked, or you painted a scenario sort of of what the mindset would be, what the, the thought processes would be, were we to be in that situation. Um, and I can only hazard uh, a few thoughts of my own with regards to that, um, having never been in as dire a situation as facing uh, the enemy on a daily basis. And so, uh, <clears throat> as my mind often does, it goes to, uh, to history and what we can learn from it. And uh, I was reminded of a letter that was written before the Battle of Bull Run by a soldier to his wife. And the words in this letter, and I won't read all of it, but I think are very poignant and could apply to the mindset. He says, my very dear wife, indications are very strong that we shall move in a few days, perhaps tomorrow. Lest I should not be able to write you again, I feel impelled to write a few lines that may fall under your eye when I shall be no more. Our movement may be one of a few days duration and full of pleasure or it may be one of severe conflict and death to me. Not my will, but thine, O God, be done. If it is necessary that I should fall on the battlefield for any country, I am ready. I have no misgivings about or lack of confidence in the cause in which I am engaged, and my courage does not halt or falter. I know how strongly civilization now leans upon the triumph of government and how great a debt we owe to those who went before us through the blood and suffering of our revolution. And I am willing, perfectly willing, to lay down all my joys in this life to help maintain this land and to pay that debt. Excuse me. But my dear wife, when I know that with my own joys I lay down nearly all of yours, and replace them in this life with a care with care and sorrows when after having eaten for long years the bitter fruit of orphanage myself i must offer it as their only sustenance to my children is it weak or dishonorable while the banner of my purpose floats calmly and proudly in the breeze that my unbounded love for you my darling wife and children should struggle in fierce though useless contests with love of my land I cannot describe to you my feelings on this calm summer night when 2,000 men are sleeping around me, many of them enjoying the last, perhaps, before that of death. And I, suspicious that death is creeping behind me with its fatal dart, am communing with God, my country, and thee. I have sought most closely and diligently and often in my breast for a wrong motive in this hazarding the happiness of those I love, and I could not find one. A pure love of my land and of the principles I have often advocated before the people and the name of honor that I love more than I fear death 
have called upon me, and I have obeyed. My wife, my love for you is deathless. It seems to bind me with mighty cables that nothing but omnipotence can break. And yet my love of my land comes over me like a strong wind and bears me irresistibly on with all those chains to this battlefield. The memories of all the blissful moments I have spent with you come crowding over me, and I feel most deeply grateful to God and to you that I have enjoyed them for so long, and how hard it is for me to give them up and burn to ashes the hopes of future years, when, God willing, we might still have lived and loved together and seen our boys grow up to honorable manhood around us. I know I have but few claims upon divine providence, but something whispers to me, perhaps it is the wafted prayer of my little boy, that I shall return to my loved ones unharmed. If I do not, my dear Sarah, never forget how much I love you, nor that when my last breath escapes me on this battlefield, it will whisper your name. Wow. Again, it continues on, but... I don't think that we could put more poignantly the thoughts of a man facing what many of the men are facing each and every day in Israel. Mm -hmm. Men and the, women. Men and women, indeed. Yeah, that are on the battle lines. The sacrifice that they, uh, and the choice that they're having to make in order to stand up against evil. Not only that, but an evil which is being congratulated by our media yeah. and in many different nations. So the the question probably maybe being asked by people is why would I begin a program on such a somber note? Why would you find that, Ryan, to read about a man who I don't know if he came back to his wife? He family. did not. He did not. He did not. That was his last letter. Um, why would we do that? I served four years in the United States Army. Thank God I never was in, I, I was not there during time of combat. Uh, Daniel's mom was in for 11 years. Uh, she has a, was in during the Nam era, but uh, was not in during a, a combat, in a, in a combat situation. I know many people having come through that era, uh, people that were um, were in Nam, very close friend that's passed away uh, now, Yaakov Rice, who has done the, the shofars through the years. Uh, he was a sniper in Nam. I know many people whose lives were destroyed because of, uh, of war, my father included. And what is happening today with these uh, these protests that are going on, um, I look at the ones that are happening all over Europe, and I'm reminded of the Holocaust of the 1930s, because I've I've studied that history. I've been to Berlin. I've stood in the auditorium in the the Colosseum where Hitler gave one of his his main speeches. I was in the building where the final solution was signed. I watched these protests in colleges in the United States that are uh, attended by mental midgets that probably could not find Israel on a map. Dare we think that this could not come here? 
this is just something over there, like it was during Desert Storm and Desert Shield and all of these other things. But to understand the mentality of the enemy today, as Daniel, you were you were going toward what is happening there could very well happen here. And I asked the question of people, are you prepared for that? During this time, are you taking life more seriously? Or are you just continuing to post stupid cat tricks? I got to admit, I like the way you opened up with that because like having the Red Alert app was also telling mm -hmm. uh, for just my own every day. It was very telling. But to realize that there's other people that um, you've you've talked about before, like when we were at Revive, and it's really what birthed this whole entire program. And you really started off with hope is like so important. Your dreams, so important. But there's a lot of people right now that are setting aside their hopes and dreams yeah. for country. And to realize that in America, like that's not even challenged over here. That's not even challenged. It's just, that's just a part of your everyday. Like that's just a staple. And then to realize, oh, that can actually be messed with. Hopes and dreams can be messed with, especially over there. They have been. There's people that have probably had all kinds of plans to do such and such and this and that and all these things. And now all that has been abruptly halted. And now they don't even know if they'll ever be able to do that. It, like those, a vacation, whatever. Like as simple as a vacation is important as that is for a family. Raising now it's on hold. Right. Raising like just this, the simple things, right? If you start breaking all those things down, I think that if anything, and we've talked <laughs> many weeks now, we've, we've talked about this and for probably, uh, it looks like many more right? Uh, it looks like many more. And I think the, and I appreciate what most have said. And I think what you've posted my uh, Mike on what I've seen on Facebook a bit or social media stuff where more people are recognizing the bigger issue and not trying to, because uh, prophecy, of course, but th there's a deeper issue here than just prophecy. We, we absolutely could be seeing what prophecy is being laid out before us. It very well could be, yeah. but there's a much bigger thing that's happening that we should not be just, all right, let's just hang here and let's look at all the ramifications for prophecy. No, 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 no. That's, that's not the right way. It's cool to at least look at, examine, move on and move on to, all right, now what to, what can I do? You can't just stop and go, oh, well, is this, this is like a TV show playing out before me. No, 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 no. This is life happening before you because if we continue reading those areas, we see that that's just not a local thing that happens. So what are you going to do? This this doesn't just stay there. This could go more. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, we don't know what governments, we don't know what nations are doing right now. All we know is what movement's happening. We know there's a lot of people ramping up for something. Every, it seems like nations are going, is this it? Is this the trigger that starts with some stuff off? It could be. Uh, fear is not the thing to be thinking, though, in this moment. Or Actually, I wanted to make something. Let, let me see if, and please cut me off if I'm rambling. But I think that for us young, you mentioned, uh, what year did you say? Like 15 years ago, like in the early 2000s, right? If we would have made Aliyah, right? I remember back then when my parents would sit us down and talk to us about the end times. The Whether it be you, if, whether your family believes in the rapture back then or whether they didn't believe in the rapture back then, they would tell you things were going to get bad. And then as you grew up, you started to either get complacent thinking, ah, that's not a, that's not 
serious or you got you grow you grew numb to it and just oh i'm just sick and tired of hearing prophecy now you're actually looking at what if this is how prophecy is being laid out which it looks like it is now you're seeing what actually happens when prophecy is actually transpiring before your eyes either you stand still freeze and just focus on the theological aspects of this which i feel like is a massive misstep in this situation massive misstep or what are you going to do about it how are you going to handle every day because you can't just treat every day as normal <laughs> especially if you are connected to it which again if you haven't downloaded red alert just download it it will give you a perspective change yeah i want to talk Guaranteed. a little bit more about i want to talk a little bit more about news in just a moment bill let's uh, let's hear from the other guys here yeah. Brian, got anything oh not at the moment i'll let you if you've got something daniel go ahead yeah um I think the, uh, the really interesting thing about what you were reading, Ryan, is how he was talking about his love for his land. Mm -hmm. And, and you, you read that now without the perspective of what it was like then. And it's easy to think like, why would he, you know, how do you justify that? How do you justify a love for your land over a love for your family? And, but that's, that can only be, that can only be uh, twisted out of context because what we're seeing now is the same thing. You know, these people, and it's a perspective shift, a love for your land, you know, in this case, Israel or our eternal home, our eternal land that we are, that we are thinking of, we're picturing on our spirits um, to, to act now for that can be linked to a love for your family. It can be linked to a love for your, your love, your, your uh, friends and all that kind of stuff. Because in the end, like our family and our, our loved ones, those relationships are eternal. Those things carry on into eternity. Nothing that we can physically touch here really does. And so when you go into those situations and you are willing to, you have that feeling that he's talking about, that he can't describe that love for your land that you're about to, you know, you're about to go die, you know it, and you're willing to do it because of your convictions and your confidence and what you're fighting for. And those kind of things can only be understood in a time like this. Mm -hmm. You can understand them in theory. You can, you can think about it, but you can't really understand it until something like this happens where you are forced to ask yourself, what are my values? What, what is bigger than what's in front of me? And, and I think it's important Dad. one thing you're talking about, you know, asking people, are you prepared for that? Not, not like you're not talking specifically about a physical preparation. No. Are you mentally prepared? Are you spiritually prepared? Yeah. Like, are, do you have the emotional fortitude, fortitude, to withstand kind of something like that. And the truth is none of us really know if we do, but yeah. you can, you, uh, what was the thing you used to say, dad? Um, you, you act like you train or you, what was that thing? Do you remember? You, uh, in a time of, uh, of crisis, you do not, uh, you do not rise to the occasion. You sink to your training. And yes. so how you have, and Ryan, you would know this very well, uh, with, with your experience, um, that, um, 
you know, people say, well, you know, when that happens, I no, no, you're going to sink to whatever your lowest common denominator is of your life. And so if you're falling apart over the, the, you know, the, the, uh, your toast burning in the morning, um, if you're falling apart over something of, of total insignificance, don't think that you're going to just all of a sudden become this uh, this superhero. You're not. You're not. You're going to become the weakest link in the chain, which is going to be detrimental to other people's lives. That's right. Uh, yeah, Daniel, you were hitting on a point there, if I may, of you know this this love of land over family that, like you said, could often be misconstrued. I think where we have what we have forgotten as a nation and as a people in this modern society is what the land represents. It is not necessarily that you fight for the patch of dirt. Right. It's it's the values that that patch of dirt upholds. It's the freedoms that that patch of dirt allows. Uh, I'm reminded you know, of history again uh, during one of the liberations of uh, one of the death camps during World War II. They had discovered a flag flying, and it was an American flag, obviously you know, very poorly made. But it, the prisoners inside the camp had been sent there essentially to die. It was a death camp. Of those that survived, they took pieces of their clothing in order to make an American flag because of what it represented and that they could fly it to the Americans to show that, that they were they were ready to be liberated, that they were, please come to our aid. And that flag is still on display. Uh, it's either in Israel or, or at, in Washington, D.C. at the museum there. Mm -hmm. Regardless of how the flag looked or whatever, it's what it represented. Yeah. And to those that looked upon it, it represented hope. It represented freedom and the ability to serve the God, their God, in the way that they chose and the manner that they chose. We have to ask ourselves if we don't have a line in the sand. Well, you've said it before, Mike. If you if you don't stand for, uh, if you won't stand for anything, you'll stand for nothing or something like this. It's I'm butchering the the phrase. You'll stand for something, you'll fall for anything. That's it. That's go. it. Thank you. <laughs> that what he said. Um, I think this is something that we must remember in these times, and that an attack on our brother, an attack on Israel, is an attack on us. It is an attack on the Torah. It is an attack on the very laws of God. Mm -hmm. It is not just a an attack in a far-off place that we can watch from afar. Uh, and if if we do not back them now, mm -hmm. when will we? And that's, that, that's another point, uh, just something to think about is things could unfold in any number of ways. And in, in World War II, there were those who hid Jews. And did so with the full knowing that they were putting their own lives at risk. And so this is not even necessarily a, you know, is it going to happen to you sitting in the chair right there? But are you willing to put your life on the line for someone else? Knowing that, again, these are our brothers and sisters over there. These are 
God's people as well in a different way than, you know, what, how you and I function, probably most of our listeners, you know, as believers in Yeshua, but they are our brothers and sisters nonetheless. And it's, it would be a good exercise to just mentally walk through and ask yourself the question, how would I react if this happened? And if you don't like the answer, then it's something to focus on. It's something to target and, and say, okay, how do I become the person that can act the right way if this were to happen and then do that with the next scenario and the next scenario. And, you know, understand that you take the first step and then God will meet you just like anything else. Mm -hmm. You're not on your own in any of this. You're not, and we are not, um, we're not fear mongering right now. This is not, we're not saying anything specific is going to happen by any means, but something that I understand now that I didn't years ago when these kind of topics were up is just a deeper understanding of reality and the world we live in and that we are not, the world is not redeemed. Yeshua has not returned and set up his eternal throne. And so this is the reality that we live in and it's reality where you know, we may have to fa face hard times as well. We may have to make tough decisions as well. And just walking through those things mentally hand in hand with God knowing that if fear comes, then God, then the enemy has stepped in there. So refocus. It is not a, it is not a, a, a fear project at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, people want to take this to a theological and I, I just, I posted something I want to read in just a moment. Um, and I did not look at the, the responses to it yet, the comments and, um, I, I've got to look at one and probably will delete the person um, and, and take great joy in doing so because um, I, I just don't have a lot of patience for, uh, for stupidity these days. I, I don't have any, I, I used to not have patience for stupidity. I have none now, but uh, I posted something on Facebook a little while ago. People asked me why we should stand with Israel pray for and support Israel, pray, stand with, pray and support Israel. Number one is biblical. As you guys have talked about, this is our, I believe, according to scripture, our future home. We're not going to be uh, up in the heavens playing harps and floating on clouds with little naked baby angels. That's, that's dumb. Uh, we're going to be in a land and uh, with a, with a Messiah and, and there's going to be activity there. And we've talked about that before. So it's biblical. Number two, it's moral. Um, for those of your generation, it is my understanding that most are receiving their news from TikTok, TikTok, Instagram, and um, X, or what was Twitter. Uh, Daniel, you brought out Ben Shapiro. Uh, there's other broadcasts. I, I urge people, I urge people to go daily to israelnationalnews.com, jerusalempost.com, i24.com, timesofisrael.com. Get the actual news. See the images of the atrocities that were happening there. Why would I stand with Israel? Because it's moral. Because it's ethical. And number four, I stand with Israel. I pray for Israel. I support Israel and the IDF. And thanks to the thousands of soldiers, most under 22 years old, who are risking their lives to keep terrorists from the doors of their homes today so they don't show up at ours 
tomorrow. Amen. To your first point, Mike, of it being biblical, many have tried to use scripture to say otherwise. I passed by a church a couple of days ago, and I thought it put it very well. Uh, it said, the only thing God left out of the Bible, your opinion. <laughs> yeah, not bad. <laughs> you got to love their advertising. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah. uh, better than what I saw today, which was, be a jack-o'-lantern, let your light shine. I kid you not, Daniel. I can show it to you. Go over there to Chris and Sarah's house. You'll see it. That Church of God church right there. Now we're back. Okay. Now we're okay. We're back. Sorry. <laughs> Might have to edit something out there. I don't know. Um, I, I assume that you said be a jack o lantern, let your light shine. Yeah, yeah. Church of God oh over on um, the over on the old Murphy Highway. Uh, you know, I did see one on Highlands Road that said God commanded us to pray for Israel, and I was yeah. like, "You guys go. That's fantastic. Thank yeah. you so much for keeping it simple yeah. and scriptural." Yeah. And yes. I just, I just question. Like, I hope that everybody asks themselves the question because, because it's tempting. It's really tempting to watch everything unfold, see it all happen. And, and go to the prophecy and like, oh, does, what does the Bible say about this? And then forget that it's actually happening. It's really tempting. And it's because it is 6,000 miles away. We're not seeing it, you know, right in front of our faces. We're seeing it through a screen, which is still different. And I just like, why, why would people, and I, I hope that if there's anyone out there who has been tempted by this to stop, and if you see other people doing it, either just delete them or, I, I don't know, say, bless your heart, <laughs> that's a, you know, to, that's to take this there. as a time to exercise your, your theological strength of everything, you know, and all that kind of stuff. It's so, it's so, it's really low. It's really, really low to use a time such as this when they are like your that number four point is amazing dad they are literally putting their lives on the line and every life that they put on the line makes it less likely that it's going to happen here it may still but that's just the truth because that is the majority of where those kind of terrorists who would seek to kill jews or christians or believers in messiah or you know that is the the hotbed mm -hmm. and so just to to use this as a time to like flex your your theological muscles it's just really silly and low and those are really nice words for it really yeah. kind words about to say it, it really does feel it, like I'm, I'm right there with you Dan. like it, it gets to a point where you see people that want to flex theological muscles and you're just like stop being such an armchair quarterback or coach like you have no idea what most of the time you really have no idea what you're talking about. And if you think about it, I remember back when I was in, uh, I obsessed with football, I would always be saying stuff and always thank God. I didn't really under like posting stuff on social media or forums about what I thought someone should do or what a coach would do. 
but I wasn't there. I wasn't receiving the information on the second that the information was coming from in a just typical sports sense. So how can we expect to think that because we have certain pet teachers that we absolutely listen to 100% of the time, we think we got a handle on how the end times are going to lay out, then to use this as a either a as uh, uh, a checkpoint and our idea of what the end time prophecy timeline looks like just seems so distasteful. And it just seems so like, okay, I don't care. And coming from all my life growing up, the end times are just around the corner, the end times around the corner. And now when I see something that very well could be a part of that entire thing transforming, a lot of people just freeze up and they just stop right there. Just, yeah. nope, let me tell you why I think God thinks this way. It's like, uh, I see, oh yeah, you're lining up. No, you're not. You're not over there. You have no idea what you're talking about. You're just sitting behind the Bible, just stuck behind the theology and it's become a trap and it's a snare. And then you're actually demoralizing others around you. If you think about it, I think there was something about that in scripture when someone was demoralizing soldiers. I think there was something about that. I don't think it, I don't think it ended well that you weren't a part of the battle then. I think they were like, nope, anyone who's fearful, get them out. Like that's, so are you going to be the guy that says, yeah, God, choose me. I'm ready to go fight. Or you can be the one that's trying to demoralize your brothers. Or if we think about Israel, what were the ones that were saying? They're they're too mighty. They're too powerful. He didn't treat them very well when they were uh, spreading fear. Um, I think you might want to watch yourself. Right. Oh, no. Uh, Indeed. Indeed. Um, so what can't, you know, we've talked about several things on here, you know, the, the different ways that those people on social media or otherwise are, are hurting. So let's talk about how we can help. One, you can pray first and foremost. Um, you could get together with others to pray. Uh, if we want to go back to scripture, that says that puts more angels to flight, uh, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing we can do is we can give. Last week, Mike talked about uh, providing hot meals to soldiers, not just out of an MRE, but cooked hot meals. Uh, is there a way that, that uh, those of us that are looking to help can continue to do so? Mike, can you fill us in on that information again for those that may not have joined us last week? We're still continuing to uh, to give on a weekly, I mean daily, whenever I can to Israel. I cannot give numbers out on this program. Daniel knows the numbers. Um, it's it's in the thousands, thousands of dollars that people have sent in to this ministry. Not a single dime has been taken out for any administrative costs uh, or, or salary or anything like that. It's all gone to Israel. We have been able to give uh, protective vests. We've been able to help with night vision with drones. Um, we've been able to help uh, families that have been displaced because their their home is gone. They don't have anything. Um, we were able to help in feeding one Shabbat meal of 500 soldiers, the another Shabbat meal of 650 soldiers. Uh, these are men and women. Uh, well, why isn't the army doing that? Anybody's ever been in the army? <laughs> really? Uh, their food's terrible, okay? 
these were this was this was a, a this was a a a restaurant kitchen that made I got the pictures of it and um, was what made Daniel saw them amazing meals for these these people. Um, Kathy wanted me to bring something out. When you go in the army military here in the United States, they pretty much supply you everything all the way down to your underwear and socks. Okay, you don't have to buy anything. Uh, the only thing I had to pay for in basic training was keeping my hair cut. And, um, but Israel's different. They give you a basic, uh, uniform and the, the, this is just the way it's set up. And the, the amount of money that Israel has to pay for security is enormous. Uh, they give you a basic uniform and a rifle. Uh, sometimes it's a, a, a hand-me-down rifle. It's not always even a new rifle. And they're they're some of them are beat up, and it's just the way it is, guys. And so through the years, the families of each soldier helped out in purchasing equipment for them. I've been able to be able to to be a part of that through the years. And so, um, you know, they, they don't have all the the cold weather gear, which we've been able to help with. Um, I was able to help some some. Uh, can't give a lot of details um we we're just able to help some there'll be some idf soldiers that when it gets cold in israel they'll be warm okay mm -hmm. um and, and i don't say this to to try to you know secretly uh, no i just cannot give out all the information but um you know we've we've raised funds for this and we've given and, and i plan to give more and more and more as it comes in i, I i'm not a rich person um I'm a conduit. Uh, that's all I am. I'm just a conduit of of getting funds to places that uh, that I trust in people that I trust to to get this money to the right places and to the right people. And um, so, you know, those are things that we can do today. I received a video uh, the other day on WhatsApp, and it was not even I, I could not. They would not send the pictures of the soldiers faces they had to all be turned against away from the camera and the uh the spokesperson said uh, this was a video that was that was filmed just for us for our, this ministry and it said uh, in english thank you thank you for your support it is a great morale booster and and strengthens us to know that you have our back I'm Israel Kai, and they all broke out in I'm Israel Kai. So pray, yes. Find a way to give, yes. Keep up with the news, yes. So that you can look at somebody that is is getting their information off of TikTok, and you can look at them and say, do you really want me to tell you the truth? I mean, I saw my wife today. I came in, and I knew something was wrong, and uh, I did not. I didn't listen to much of the news today. And she told me the story that was told on, um, on a newscast. And then because now Hamas is coming out and they're, they're bragging about the atrocities. At first they were saying, Oh, this didn't happen. Now they're bragging about it, about a family. I, I hesitated to do this today. I wouldn't do it because some of you need to get a reality check. The husband was murdered. Their baby was placed in an oven. The oven was turned on. And the child 
cooked to death while the mother was kept alive to hear the screams. These are the things that are happening. Put your theology away. I don't want to hear it. Is this this mental midget that's arguing right now on my Facebook site is about to be deleted. I'm going to take great pleasure in that. Put the theology to the side. These are humans. There was a baby that didn't know the difference. All these, all these soldiers, all these, the, the, the families that we've been able to help, I have not asked a single one of them what they believe because I don't care what they believe. All I care in is that they are human. They're my brothers and sisters, biblically, I believe, and they need our help. And that's it. There is a very famous saying. I'm sure many of you have heard it, but it stands true. It says, all that is needed for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Let us not do nothing. Mm-hmm. I would say... I would say we should be praying for boldness because it's it's really easy to to let people say stupid things and convince other people of stupid things. It's hard. It's hard to it is hard to put yourself out there and and stand against it, but it's necessary. And I I hope and pray that each and every one of us can become more and more bold as the days go on, because it will be needed. It will be needed. I thought that, uh, I remember uh, Ryan had shared with me a video of a interview that was had for uh, the son of uh, the leader of, or one of the uh, founders of Hamas is uh, screaming essentially from the rooftops of what is, what is, uh, is possible. What is, uh, what is the real issue here and is is basically trying to get as much information out about the ideology of what these people of of violence that's what they really are is violence and we heard just that once yeah yeah. exactly as it's violence and that uh and that it's not just they're not just there that they're all over and we have to be aware of no it's not fear I, I, we we said it's like okay, where are our options? Prayer that really should just. I remember thinking before when all this happened that, well, I guess this is just. I mean, th- these little things happen in Israel. And this might just not. This might. I had thought for a moment that this might just blow over. It's not going to last long. There'd be some diplomatic reasoning behind something, and they would be able to solve this. This is obviously not that. This has gone way beyond. And as the dust is starting to settle, which it will never settle because it is going to be very confusing for a while of what's really going on. So that's what you hope and pray that we find good sources that you can keep telling truth what's going on out there. Um, if the son of the lead of founder of Hamas is coming out saying that, then what are we doing trying to distract from the idea that and then getting wrapped up in theology trying to well maybe that war isn't the right thing to do here maybe that's like now this has been a this is not a war that just happened now this is a war that's been in the making for i would say thousands of years this is this is what's happening and what they're about to do is 
it seems that from scripture, all this is pointing to God saying, time to go to war, time to go. So then prayer is absolutely a must. At this point, you, I would hope and pray after listening to this that you make a you make a daily you make a plan for every single day to make it make that effort or download the red alert app and every time that goes off give give it a moment maybe even longer and work yourself up to that realizing it and then i pray and hope that there'll be some opportunity for you to give i know that every time we get on here i think as long as this goes on there's going to be some opportunity whether it's mike talked about all different kinds of things i know that when a new opportunity arises he'll say hey Check this out, guys. This is something you could do right now. Um, I think definitely, Mike, I, I think you can, uh, I think you said this last time, I definitely hope to say at the very end of places where we can give so that it's always said so that we everyone knows. Um, but I know that if you could reach out to Mike, because I think he gave us email last time too, you know, 100% is going directly to it. And there's not a lot of places you know that you can actually do that. There's not a lot of places that you can actually guarantee that that's where it's going. So I'll tag my website at the end. Yes. Yes. So it's time to stand up. It's time to do something. There you go. Ryan, Daniel, you want to, which one of you want to go? And uh, I got one little closing thing. Then we got something special to do at the end. Okay. I have a final thought that's going to be somewhat controversial. I'll try to say this as easily as I can. Uh, one of the legs that is being stood on by the, the media is the fact that Israel is entering into Gaza and putting forth airstrikes and artillery strikes onto civilians. What we must understand, and while I do not encourage the death of civilians by any means, evil has to start somewhere. The Nazis did not come to power without support. And the very citizens and civilians that were present in Berlin and the surrounding areas at the time supported such a, regi a regime. Hamas did not come out of nowhere. Yeah. It is being supported by evil people who seek the death of Israel, the death of innocents, the death of babies. Do not confuse yourself. Or let yourself be confused and mourn the deaths of those who would support evil throughout the world. Good word. I hope that wasn't too harsh, but no, I think that right. needed to be said. Somebody needed to hear that. I'm glad you did. I'll stand with you and any I'll stand with you in anything like you like that you say. Daniel. Yeah, it's a very good point. It's very true. Um and, you know, something I've been hearing a lot is after 9-11, that wasn't a question. No one was, no one was asking, what about the civilians? When it comes to Israel, people, it's, it's intensified and the nations will come against Israel and everything possible will be used against Israel. Mm -hmm. And so it is important to think about those kind of things and, and think them through and know that not even a sparrow falls to the ground without God knowing it. And the same God that sees a sparrow falling to the ground knows 
when a civilian has reached harm's way, someone who's truly innocent, and he will sort that out. Yeah. He will, he's, he's got that. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to see. It's hard to acknowledge. It's hard to think about those things, but he, we have to remember that he is in the middle of all of it. Um, he doesn't like what's going on. He would much rather just skip to the end, but he's got his plan laid out in scripture and we live in a fallen world. And this is just part of the process that we have to walk through yeah. and just trust that he, he will work those things out. We just have to do the best we can to do what we know is right and stand with the right side. We're going to do our part. Adam. Adam stood with e I think you could say to some extent, and this is probably also controversial, but <laughs> I don't know what would have happened if Adam had not eaten as well, hmm. but maybe there was a part of him that remembered what it was like to be alone. And he chose to not be alone and face the consequences of whatever is on the other side of that. And so sometimes we have to stand with what we, that's where the, that's where the correlation stops. Just stop it right there. Just so you know, <laughs> sometimes we have to stand with which side we know is right and face the consequences of the things that could be done wrong in the meantime. Good. Good. I think All that made sense. All said. Yeah. Um, in the coming weeks, I, I would love to do some really wonderful, like, you know, joking, uh, you know, four guys yakking programs, <laughs> but I doubt that that's going to happen because we live in serious times. This is a season. It's a very serious season. And what I'd like to do, what we were planning to do tonight, we didn't get to, is talk to our listeners about some situational uh, readiness for themselves. Maybe you've never been told any of this, um, or maybe it's a long time ago and you forgot about it. And uh, just some things, some practical stuff, and not in not in fear, but in faith. Uh, practical issues. We will maybe talk about some of the things of of uh you know what's what's the religious background what's all that stuff uh, about as, as we go through it so we've got some uh, i've got some thoughts that we're going to come come up with in the coming weeks and i uh i pray that people would um you know one of the things you can do is if this program has spoken to you in some way share it okay well, yes maybe they won't like it so what so what? maybe maybe it'll change their life you don't know mm -hmm. that you're, yeah. you, you know, to not share something that is what I believe is good information is to withhold something from someone. And the scripture tells us not to withhold what a person needs for their own life. So I hope that helps with, uh, with, with, uh, this whole program helps, uh, Ryan, David, thank you guys so much. And before we go, a uh, little bit lighter tone. Uh, Daniel, you have an announcement. I do, and I'll prelude it with this, actually, because I was thinking about saying this earlier, but I'm glad it waited till now. Um, in the midst of all this, you see Jewish people getting married. You see them having their bar mitzvahs. And one of the amazing, astounding strengths of the Jewish people that we have seen in them more than anyone else in history is their incredible resilience to adversity. Yeah. They do not let adversity stop them from living their lives and from celebrating 
And so I challenge each and every one of us to do the same in the middle of all the seriousness and the solemnity and all this stuff that's going on. You still have to live your life. You still have to, to, to get married, still have to have children. You still have to plan as if there is a tomorrow. You still have to celebrate birthdays. <laughs> and that's what's coming up. By the time Miss comes out, I think, depending on what day it comes out, it will be none other than my mom's birthday. And so happy birthday to you, mom. <laughs> there you go. Birthday, mom. <laughs> happy All birthday. Right. <laughs> All right. And um, being the romantic that I am, I bought her a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Save my joke. Yeah. I mean. That... Uh, that birthday gift kind of sucks. That was the first thing that came to mind, so I'm glad somebody <laughs> said it and not me. You know, uh, guys, you never know what might come in your life because it might just direct you to understanding that he has plans for you, for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Until next week, live your life on purpose. See you guys. Next time. <laughs> we'll see you.